Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester's CX Cast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. Along with my co-host, analyst Diana Lawfer, my name is Sam Stern. You will hear both of our voices each week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of CXCast. This is Sam Stern, your host, and I am joined this week by my colleague in our London office, Joanna Vandenbrink-Quintanilla. Hello, Joanna. Hi there. And Joanna, we wanted to have you back on the podcast to talk about your research on customer journey analytics. And um, for our listeners who are also our readers, uh, the report we're referencing here specifically today is uh, Joanna's report called Learning from Three Early Adopters of Customer Journey Analytics. So uh, I suppose the best place to start here, Joanna, what is journey analytics and, and why are companies using journey analytics? To define what journey analytics is, it's an approach that combines quantitative and qualitative data to analyze customers' behaviors and motivations across different touch points and over time so that companies can use that data to optimize interactions and also predict how customers are going to behave in the future. So essentially, companies are are using journey analytics, so that interweaving of quantitative and qualitative data across different touch points and over time, in order to do a number of things. They're using journey analytics to improve important or even problematic customer journeys. So it could be to, for instance, optimize the way a company handles uh, customer inquiries in their call center. So, Mm. for instance, removing customers with unresolved problems from a long queue and routing them quicker to an agent. They're also using it to evaluate opportunities to actually innovate there Mm. and expand their view, if you like, of their customer journey. So an example of that is, for instance, USAA's creation of their app that allows customers to research and find and buy and even resell their cars. And it's integrated all of those steps into one experience and and one app that allows their customers to do that really seamlessly. So it's less about selling products and services and more about really selling a seamless journey to their customers. Got it. Okay, great. I think what you're highlighting there is that journey analytics would help you both improve and enhance an existing journey but also, especially, and as you're saying, weaving together qualitative and quantitative data, you were in a better position then to perceive opportunities for an entirely new journey like the one you just described from USAA. Exactly, exactly. So you're boosting sort of the, and optimizing the experience and at the same time forging sort of new partnerships potentially and finding new ways to innovate and and improve that journey overall. Okay. So how do you, you know, if I'm a company and I want to, you know, if I've, let's assume I'm already mapping customer journeys or I have, how do I get started with journey analytics? That's a great question um, because journey analytics can sound a little overwhelming and it can get a little bit overwhelming quite quickly when you're thinking about combining different data sources that are often fragmented in your in your organization. So um, we've we've done um, you know we spent a lot of time sort of talking to companies trying to understand where they get started and what we found is that journey analytics tends to start really pragmatically, focusing on either customer pain or promise or maybe both. Mm. 
and a journey that a company has already mapped um, and has already defined, isolated as being important or as being particularly problematic. And then you take that journey and you start to look at what is the key data that I can layer onto this journey and that I can use to understand what the quality of the handoff between touch points is, how customers are progressing in that journey, where they're potentially dropping off and how you can maybe use that information to design the experience differently or intervene and proactively reach out to that customer. So it starts very pragmatically with a journey that you've already mapped, you know is important, and you zoom in on customer pain or an opportunity that you've identified in that journey. Great. Okay. So in, in a sense, I mean, there's some triage here similar to mapping journeys, right? It's what what's motivating us here, and let's use that as our jumping off point for collecting some of this data and, and pulling together. As you said, it sounds like it could almost be a life's work to, to get all those different points of data you have across a uh, customer journey. So that's a really good point. I think that, you know, can become very complex very quickly, but I think the point is, and where a lot of companies are getting value out of journey analytics, is by even just connecting two different touch points. Yeah. So connecting your web analytics to your customer service um, data, for instance, and looking across those two sets of data, connecting those records, and understanding where you can make improvements to both the digital experience, Mm -hmm. as well as to how your agents are interacting with customers based on knowledge of what they've been doing, for instance, previously on your website. Even just connecting that can have tremendous value. Yeah, no, great point. Okay, good. And I think this is in your reports as well on this is is this could be really complicated, but you're pushing people towards a simple starting point, at least, um, and that that will deliver a lot of value. With that in mind, I'm wondering, are companies doing this on their own? Are they, is there a piece of software? Are there platforms involved? How, how do you make journey analytics work? Great question again. So it it does require technology at some mm-hmm. point. So it doesn't necessarily have to. You don't you don't need to go out and buy a piece of technology to do journey analytics. But there are definitely there is a whole vendor landscape that's emerging that is focused on journey analytics, and we're going to see a lot of developments in that particular category of vendors and, and and of software. But for a lot of companies, you know, it could start with just looking at a map that they so a journey that they've already mapped, looking at their existing data sources and then maybe having uh, leveraging some of the expertise and some of the additional context that some of their customer facing employees have access to and putting that data together and doing that annual analysis of that right with existing sources maybe with you know existing tools they have and starting to make improvements and measuring and tracking the impact that those have for some companies it starts actually by using their existing voice of the customer tools um, Mm -hmm. in order to add journey analytics capabilities. So there's lots of vendors out there who can help, but the point is for a lot of companies, they probably already have a piece of technology or software in their current technology stack that they can use to start to add some journey analytics capabilities. Okay, very good. So um, actually not necessarily that you need new technology for this, but rather you do. it is technology aided, but often aided by technology you're already utilizing. Exactly. If, if you were to tell, you, I think you've done a very good job here of, of giving us the lay of the land on journey analytics, telling companies sort of how to dive in, how to get started here. What would you say, though, if it sort of is maybe a next step of how you amplify or, ma- or maximize the, the impact, the potential of journey analytics efforts? Because it seems like, you know, yeah, you, you want to make it simple to start, but also that there's incredible power and potential here of this as a tool to enhance a customer experience program. Absolutely. So, so I think that a couple of... 
things that I think are really key in terms of both amplifying and maximizing the impact of journey analytics. I think one thing that's key to remember is that journey analytics is about connecting different data sources across touch points and doing that through the lens of your customer's experience, right? That's Mm -hmm. why we focus on journeys. But it's also about then taking that data and piloting controlled and measurable journey experiments. So you want to take that data, you want to optimize and change certain things in the journey, Hmm. and then you want to measure it, and you want to measure it against important metrics for your business, whether it's NPS, whether it's revenue increase, whether it's churn reduction. So you want to make sure that you're building these success stories around these journey experiments that you're enabling. Now, at some point, you know, you may have gotten started with some technology that you already have. You're adding some journey analytics capabilities. You're creating some of these success stories, at some point, it may be the right time to look at some technology that helps you to do that, but maybe at a larger scale and start and enables you to look not just at the aggregate level of what your customers are doing in their journeys, but at the more individual level and maybe starts to actually enable you to do that in the more real time fashion mm-hmm. as well. Because, you know, what you want to get to at some point is that you're able to see what your customers are doing in different journeys, and they may be on more than one journey in parallel. You want to see what an individual customer is doing, and you want to start to see that more and more in real time so that you can start to use that information to not just optimize current experiences, but also predict what your customers are going to do in the future. So you want to be able to use that data to predict what the next best action or the next best conversation is going to be to have with an individual customer. So you start by piloting so measurable journey experiments, and then you build on that by starting to become more and more granular, getting more to that individual customer level and more real time so you can predict future behavior. That's great. I mean, I love that first point too. I was I really, I'll be honest and, and say I wasn't thinking of the potential for journey analytics to enable that. And it's a question I get a lot from our clients, especially when we're doing workshops with them to, to train them to do their own journey maps is, well, how do we make improvements to this over time? And what I love about the potential of journey analytics is to give you, as you said, that capability to do pretty quick, specific, discrete experiments and tests to see if changes you make are improving the journey or improving the perception of the journey. And so I think it's a really powerful piece of this. And then also, as you said, to, to, to sort of get into that real-time tracking um, as, as a diagnostic to some extent. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, ultimately you want to, you know, I'll give you an example of actually one company that, you know, they set up an experiment. So they, they, they collected some data about their customers and they, they identified a number of customers that had gone, this is a telecommunications company, a number of customers who had gone uh, over their, their current plan, so their current phone plan. And they thought, um, you know, let's, let's reach out proactively to these customers and let's uh, offer them a, a different plan and, right. and maybe make a suggestion for some changes they could make. And what they found, actually, and luckily they set this up as an experiment and they were tracking the results and they were tracking what actions the customers were taking after these proactive calls. And what they found, actually, was that for customers who had gone quite a lot over their plan, these proactive calls were actually triggering them to switch providers and to actually (laughs) look for a cheaper plan. Wow. 
Um, and so obviously, you know, maybe a good thing for the customer ultimately, but not necessarily a behavior this company wanted to be right, triggering, right? right? right. Um, and so what they so they were able to refine that use of, of data and that experiment to customers who had gone a little bit over plan, who were actually much more open to that proactive call and were open to changing their plan within, you know, with that company. So it's also about understanding that you need to do this experimentation in order to understand more deeply how certain changes in these journeys are actually going to affect your customers' behaviors. Yeah, that's a great example. Wonderful. Well, Joanna, thank you so much for, for joining us again. Listeners, want to highlight two reports for you from Joanna here. Um, learning from three early adopters of customer journey analytics is the first one. And then the other report is called Drive Customer Obsession with Journey Analytics. Joanna, are those the, the two best? Are any, any additional research you're thinking of as a good fit in this area that you're working on for future publication? Yeah, so th- those are definitely sort of the two foundational reports that we've written about journey analytics. They're there is another one that we are working on at the moment and will hopefully be published quite soon that actually looks at the vendor landscape for Journey Analytics. Oh, wonderful. That's going to be an interesting one for a lot of clients. And also, if you've mapped a journey and you want to get a little bit more familiar with how to start thinking about metrics to measure my journey, you might also want to uh, look at a report that uh, my colleague Maxi wrote a while ago on how to use journey maps to improve your measurement framework. So that might also be a good starting point to just start thinking about metrics in the context of journeys. Fantastic. And to uh, sort of track along here, we'll, listeners will help you go from the listening experience to the reading experience by making those links available in the show notes for this podcast episode. Thank you again, Joanna. And thank you listeners for joining us on this week's CX cast. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to this week's CX cast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in the show notes for this podcast. And if you have questions or suggestions, please contact me at s-s-t-e-r-n at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality. <laughs> <laughs>